Yemio chapter 12. Sadika to Hashem ki orive lecha. Ach mishpotim adaber otach. Madua derech rishain salecha. Shalu kobogde bagge. O Lord, you are the righteous one, Sadiq, vindicated one. If I make a claim against you, in other words, I'm not going to win the argument. A very Job-like statement. That's what Eov tries to do most of the book, to get a day in court. Eov thinks perhaps he can win the case. Nonetheless, I present charges against you. Why does the way of the wicked prosper? Why are the workers of treachery at ease? And that question, an age-old question, is Yemio's question in chapter 12. But here, the question actually is a continuation, chapter 12, a continuation of chapter 11. And in chapter 11, Yemio describes his own situation. Chapter 11, verse 18 Hashem hodieni ve'ida heritani ma'olehem. Bani kekeves aruf yuval utboach. Lo yadati ki olai choshvu machshavot nashchita eitzmulachmo nechritenu meyeretz chayim ushmo roizacher od. Vashem tzvaot shofet tzedek bochen kroyot vorev eren nikmatcha mehem ki elecha giliti et rivi. I was like a docile lamb led to the slaughter, says Yermio in the 19th verse of the previous chapter. I didn't realize against me they fashioned their plots. Let us destroy the tree with its fruit. Let us cut him off from the land of the living, that his name be remembered no more. And then Yermio responds to what people are saying about him. Hashem Tzvaot, Lord of hosts, just judge, who test the thoughts and the mind let me see your retribution upon them. I lay my case before you. Rivi is, is an argument, but often a legal matter, a case. So the translation of case here is a good one. And God's response is found at the end of the previous chapter. Therefore, the law says about the people of Anatot who seek to harm you, seek to kill you, who don't want you to prophesize in God's name. Therefore, I'm going to deal with them. They'll die by the sword, famine. No remnant shall be left of them. I would say being held to account. So the people that are referred to at the end of the previous chapter are the people of Anatot. Now the people of Anatot, Anatot is where Yermiyahu is from, of course, and Anatot is a city of priests. So specifically what we see at the end of the previous chapter is that his own hometown, his fellow priests, are the ones conspiring against him. And now Yermio in chapter 12, when he talks about why do the ways of the wicked prosper? Presumably the primary reference 
is to what appears at the end of the previous chapter. Of course, one can generalize that question as well, but specifically in the book, we find Yirmiyahu talking about himself. He sees himself as an innocent. Innocent not just that he's not guilty of a crime, but he was unaware of what is happening around him. Now, we know in the beginning of the book that God has promised to protect Yirmiyahu. And when you first read it, I will save you from your enemies, we recognize immediately that there will be enemies. And here, chapter 11, in our chapter, chapter 12, we find out that, of course, there are enemies, and that Yirmiyahu is appealing to God because he sees these enemies not just as his own enemies, but he generalizes. Why does the way of the wicked prosper? That's the first part of chapter 12. And the second part of chapter 12, the end of the chapter, is very striking. Beginning in verse number 7, we have the following verses. I have abandoned my house. I have deserted my possession. I have given over my dearly beloved into the hands of her enemies. My own people acted towards me like a lion in the forest. They raised or she raised her voice against me, therefore I have rejected her. My own people acts towards me like a bird of prey. Let the birds of prey surround her. Gather all the wild beasts, bring them to devour. Many shepherds have destroyed my vineyard, trampled my fields, have made my delightful field desolate wilderness. They have made her a desolation. Desolate, she pours out her grief to me. The whole land is laid desolate. No one gives it thought. Who is speaking? It would appear, actually, remarkably, that God is speaking. God is speaking in very human terms. I have abandoned my house. I deserted my possession. My beloved ones have been handed over to their enemies. And the complaint, my own people have acted towards me like a lion in the forest. My own people betrayed me. Therefore, I hate her. Like a bird of prey is my own people. And then in verse 10, many shepherds have destroyed my vineyard, have trampled my field, have made it desolate. Who are the shepherds that have trampled? Is God referring to the leaders of Israel? Is God complaining about the leaders of Israel? Or is God complaining about others who have come and trampled God's vineyard? God's people that God has a special relationship with. You have something very powerful. On one hand, there's a bitter complaint. They have, they have rejected me. They've raised their voice against me. On the other hand, it sounds like God is upset that they have become desolate. And that actually is reflected at the end of chapter 12, in a set of remarkable verses, at the end of chapter 12, Koamar Hashem, in verse 14, Al-Kol Hanogim Yisrael. Thus says the Lord, As for my wicked neighbors, who encroach on the heritage that I gave to my people Israel, 
I am going to uproot them from their soil. I will uproot the house of Judah out of, of the midst of them. Beit Yehuda et Tosh mitocham. And afterwards, And afterwards, I will have mercy upon them. I will restore them to their homes. So, we see in verse 14 that what God is speaking about is the enemies. The enemies that God permits, you get a sense, even encourages at certain points in the book to ravage and make Israel desolate. But in this chapter, God is angry about those evil neighbors who have touched my special inheritance. And then the verse number 16, which is very striking. We have a prophecy at the end of chapter 12, if these other nations will learn the way of my people to swear by God's name as God lives, Chai Hashem. We have already noted in Yirmiyahu that several times he talks very favorably about swearing in God's name. A phrase that appears in the book of Devarim, to swear in God's name, to serve God and swear in God's name. If the other nations will learn the ways of my people, the same way to swear in my name, says God, just the way they taught my people to swear in the name of Baal, they will be built up amongst my people. But if not, I will abandon them. I will tear it out and destroy it. That is the prophecy of God. So it's very interesting that at the end of chapter 12, there's a prophecy of restoration, but not only restoration of Israel, potential restoration of other nations provided that they learn to do what Israel does. Here you have a sense at the end of chapter 12, a vision of restoration in which Israel becomes a light unto the nations. The other nations learn from Israel. And if they do learn from Israel, they will be built up in the midst of my people. Betochami. It's not clear what betochami means. Does it mean within actually the geographical boundaries of Israel? Or does it mean they'll be built up through my people? They're not actually living amongst the people. But either way, it's a prophecy of restoration. It's an expression of God's special relationship with the very people that God is so angry with. And furthermore, that restoration is not limited to Israel itself, but the possibility of other nations being restored as well, which we will encounter at the very end of the book of Yirmiyahu.